When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Scoutcast. My name is Joe. And my name is Andy. Welcome everyone. Now, everyone, nine months ago, I don't know if you cast your mind back, Leeds beat Newcastle 5-2. And in unrelated news, Seb can't be here because he's just become a dad. Uh, so hey. many congratulations from all of us. Andy, what is coming up in the show? Yeah, so tonight this feels weird because usually it's Seb that does this. But tonight we've got our Game Week 5 roundup, so we'll be look, having a look at how we got on this week. Uh, we'll also be talking about midfield mayhem as well. So we're going to be talking about all those midfielders. There seems to be a lot of options, but what options do we go for? Some options that have been chosen aren't actually doing very well. And then some of the cheaper options are doing quite well. So we're going to have a little look at that. We're also going to have a look at uh, defences as well, because we're starting to move a lot of our money into defence. And is that a good move? Uh, and actually, you know, that's something that we talked about mm. a couple of weeks ago, so we can definitely touch on that. Uh, we're going to be looking at the next four fixtures to so look at our fixture ticker. We're going to discuss our differential picks. So there's only going to be two this week because there's only two of us on here. And actually, we've gone for two players from the same team as well, Ooh. which is quite interesting. Um, we're also going to have a look at Alex's team, see how he got on last week and see how, whether our moves helped him and see how he's getting on in the overall ranks. And then we're going to finish with our team reveal so we know how we're getting on uh, Yeah, in general this year. Yes. So for the second week running... You have a green arrow and you are top of the tree. This is just against me this time. But um, <laughs> nevertheless, you have the highest score on the scout cast. So let's have a look at your team. Who were your heroes? Who were your villains on your way to securing 62 points and a and yeah, massive rank rise as well? Um, so... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, well, not too bad. My big rank rise was um, last week on Wildcard. Mm -hmm. This week, I think it was only about 50k, something like that in the end, um, which, I, you know, any green arrow I'm more than happy to take. Two green arrows after Wildcard. The big thing for me this week was that I rolled my transfer. So mm. I kept Antonio, rolled my transfer. So I've now got a green arrow with two free transfers, which I think if you can do that quite a few times in the season, you're going to be quite happy. Um, I mean, a big shout out to Rudiger. I, literally last kick of the, of the game week, to be perfectly honest. And he obviously scores the goal. I'd actually finished watching the game. I was watching NFL and, uh, and I quickly flicked on and saw it was 3-0 and thought, oh, imagine if it's Rudiger and it was. Wow. So yeah, that was an eight point swing. So I would have only been on 54 before that. So yeah, very, very happy there. Um, Saka, quite happy mm. with... Um, uh, Six oh, points. I just realised there's there's uh, there's uh, little subtitles on the YouTube thing. It's putting me off there. It's, it's subtitles when you're talking. <laughs> oh really? Um, oh, you you must yeah, have um, cool. um, some captioning 
Um, yeah, some, yeah. Uh, which um, is good. What's what's it saying? I'm saying. Uh, game week to be perfectly honest and obviously scores the goal <laughs> yeah, it's me what I'm saying oh, okay. so <laughs> yeah um, anyway yeah Saka I was quite happy with he obviously won the free kick for Odegaard um, mm. I feel like there was that whole midfield I feel like could have banged all of them could have done yeah. really well Torres didn't play Jota just can't seem to convert at the oh, moment do you see that miss I mean, I mean oh, when you see when you see a striker miss a goal and you think I, as a man in my forties, can score yeah. that, and then then you know there's a problem. <laughs> I, he's so frustrating. Like you look at you look at all my midfielders that I got on wildcard last week, and you think actually there was justification for all of them. I know a lot of people have looked in hindsight, and a lot of people have said, "Oh, Traore was never a good pick." And you, mm. yes, I get that to some extent. But on a wild card, when I had exit points for all of them, I feel like it was worth taking it and, and worth taking that gamble. Torres is a big one, obviously. You know, mm. home at Southampton, they they draw nil nil anyway, but he doesn't play at all. Normally, I'd be quite happy with the fact he didn't play any minutes because yeah. I'd get a sub in, you know, as opposed to him coming on for ten minute cameo. But as it so happens, Alexander Arnold didn't play anyway, and Liveramento came in. So, yeah, I think there was quite a lot of rough, quite a lot of smooth. Um, sad, not getting any points at all. <laughs> the Wolves boys, yeah, yeah, not great, was it? But Liveramento coming off the bench, Rudiger, Salah captain. I've I, 62 points, I'm going to take it and yeah. run this week. To yeah, be honest. definitely. It was one of those weeks, isn't it, where um, a lot of people were struggling to get 11 out. Um, some didn't manage that. Um, others, I mean, didn't really have a bench. It was Alexander Arnold was the real shock. Um, we've been mm. relying on him. So I'll put my team up um, a little bit lower than yours. Not too bad, though. Um, 56 I think I ended up with so I basically a Rudiger goal <laughs> was the was the difference really so I went with uh, Christensen so I managed to claw some of those Chelsea defence points but yeah so looking at my team I was looking at the defenders all scoring zero with Alexander-Arnold out Cody zero Williams the Norwich guy couldn't quite do it for us um, but Raya pulled it out the bag um, he was a, a cheap goalkeeper I'd, I'd targeted for saves in tough fixtures which I'm hoping he gets saves in Liverpool, against Liverpool um, and uh, clean sheets in the others because Brentford are pretty good pretty tidy at the back yeah. um, Christensen played only missed one and that was because of international minutes so I'm fairly certain I'm going to get four out of five matches from him pretty standard really um, so very happy there um, that's when in midfield it becomes a bit tricky uh, Salah obviously uh, did well. Um, as has kindly said that I got him 24 points as a vice captain from him there. That was when I when he said, oh, do you have a check? And I did point out some of the things, the shirts were on, but <laughs> I, I didn't actually notice the captains in the vice captain. So like, obviously I captained Salah. Ronaldo was my vice captain. Uh, still got some points there. Bamford was my transfer in. Um, so I was quite happy, fortunate, I'd say, with that assist. Got him in for DCL. Um, Sissoko was just on my bench he just came on because of Alexander-Arnold um, and Liveramento stayed on my bench sadly oh. so I was I only need one bench player but um, yeah so just three three points down on that so it's not yeah. too bad but it is nice when you get a nice five six points off the bench though um, but it's the other uh, midfielders which is the concern so I've just wildcarded yeah, so have you and people look at that and go oh these teams but I, mine's essentially a three-four-three. Um, one of the well, you, I know you've got Torres in. One of the reasons I didn't get Torres in because I didn't want Jota, Greenwood, Torres, Antro. I didn't want four risks. I, I was three yeah. was pushing it, but 
Um, so I'm looking at Traore as a weak link now, definitely. Um, he's not delivering on the stats. And we'll look at my goals imminent table a bit later. And um, you'll see why I'm not so keen on him. Um, Greenwood and Jota are holds for the moment. But, you know, long term, I, I probably will move them on. Mm. But it's, well, we're going to talk about it in about midfielders and defenders, really, in a, in a, in a sec. Um, but I am looking, essentially, to move a bit more funds into defence. Um, keeping an eye on the, the Lukaku-Ronaldo situation, whilst at the same time not ruining my midfield. I don't want to end up with, like, four Sissokos or something. You know, Gilmore, Sissoko and, well, I don't know, some non-entity at Palace or something. But I yeah. would quite like the good guy at Palace and I would quite like the good guy at Watford. And uh, I think these are offering me value and I will play them. Um, but yeah, enough of my team, my red arrow down to 146k. Um, and Actually, there's yeah. been some rough with the smooth. So anyone rougher than me, I mean, I'm, I'm one point above average. So I'm, I'm presuming there's better and worse. <laughs> There is. So, yeah, so actually it's been really nice this week. After I did it last week, a few people actually tagged me on Twitter straight away and said, Ooh, good. I've got a good rough with a smooth with for you. And yeah. I'm, I obviously I can't screenshot all of them, but some of them I've screenshot, which is amazing. I've also gone onto to yeah. the Scout website and got yeah. some from there. So Jack Brockenshire says, hi, guys, I have a nominee for rough with the smooth. I'm fairly, firmly in the rough camp. As part of my minus 12, I took out Raya for Sa, who got zero. Also, Ooh. I took out Star for Grey. Oh, the Saar and the, the Saar brothers. Yeah. Uh, and I also took out Liveramento. Uh, sorry, and Liveramento was second on my bench and didn't come on. Oh, no. So, not so nice there. Um, then we've also got um, FPL Philly says, yeah. I've got this, is quite, it's quite a lot rough this week. Um, he took out Raya, Rudiger, and Benrama on his wild card, Ooh. and he brought in Guaita, Semedo, and Traore. Uh, so, his previous team would have got 72 points. And he got 57 this week. So, yeah, so he's good. still around about average. And he's probably set up quite nicely for the future. But obviously not an immediate yeah, return. Good, a good 15, 20 point swing there. I mean, you see it so many times. I mean, anyone who took Sar out. I mean, I'm considering taking Troy out. This will be the blooming week he does it. And yeah. then I'll... And then I'm I'll, keeping him this week. I'll, so I hope so. I'd, have, I'd have chucked away his points for someone who won't score. But, but that's, <laughs> still that's, that's still FBL. Doing. That's what you do every yeah, week. Exactly. You, you, you make that call and you do it or you don't make that call and don't do it. Sometimes it works, sometimes yeah. it doesn't. Um, um, we've got uh, one from Toby Larone. Uh, that just reminds me of Chris Moyles, that does. Uh, Toby Larone <laughs> says... Uh, <laughs> Toby Larone? Uh, he took... Pardon? Toby Larone? Yeah. He yeah, used to say that on to Chris Moyles. Yeah, yeah he's a three-sided um, yeah, three kind of guy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he took White out for Semedo, um, which obviously didn't work. That's a mm. bit unlucky. Sea um, Dog brought in uh, says after bringing in Christensen last week on my wild card, I decided I need a more secure route into the Chelsea defence, so I swapped him out for Reese James this Ooh. week. Did Reese James oh, get a minute? Did he? Who's a zero? That's yeah. Not, in a week with no Antonio, no Alexander Arnold, that's not what you need. No, not at all. Uh, we've only got two more. We do have a smooth as well coming up. Uh, Munchen KFC says, took my first hit. Uh, out went Tony, Simicus and Fernandez, and in came Ronaldo, Semedo and Jota. Ooh. Only 10 players, 200k red arrow. Ooh. And last one, KTK Interista says, huge smooth for me, 87 points uh, this week. Salah captains, Saar, Benrahma, Duffy, Livramento off the bench. 
uh, TAA, Bamford, Ronaldo, and they all returned. Rudiger capped off an already great week. Uh, he jumped from 1.5 million to 577k. Wow. Now, I'm... Uh, I was going to say, uh, I think that's... Uh, Is that the one you were going to mention? I think that's, I think that's Kareem. Um, oh, it might be then. But um, that would be a startling coincidence. Do you know, when I was... I was Now, Kareem, it was on Meet the Manager. He's finished in the top 100k like every year. <laughs> He's just the yeah. master of getting top 100k finishes. Um, and we were we were talking about how to push on a bit. And Kareem was 1.5 million. He is now 577k. Katie it's gotta be him. And I I I mean I wouldn't have asked him because I, I know KTK Interesta's name frequent yeah. over the years. He's been a regular on the Scout Cast and Fancy Football Scout. He's all, always answering his questions. Um, but I never thought to ask Karim, are you KTK interested? So if yeah. you're watching or if you're in the chat, um, do let me know if you're the one and the same. If not, that's an amazing coincidence. Um, yeah. So I'm not going to mention Karim's one because I think you've already done it. Um, but Karim was on Meet Manager, 87 points. Uh, I think it's got to be the same guy. Well yeah, done. Must be, must be. So what's our first, what's our first topic? Um, oh, just before that, I just want to mention some of the people who are in the chat, actually. Um, Steve Elbows, um, Chu, Ryan, uh, Istiak, Miena, Sange, Thomas, Lords, um, Slaughter PFK, um, Jay, and uh, Gobbery, and Ben Holland, and many, many more. Welcome, welcome. There's lots of you getting up for nearly 300 now and only 27 likes. So that either means that you can't be bothered to press the button. If so, please press it now or you just hate us. In which case, just press the button anyway. doesn't matter. Just, you know. Just no, harder. Just, just press it harder. Just press it harder and really passively aggressively or something. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, just press that, press that like button. So yeah, Andy, what is our first issue that we're discussing? Yes, yeah, so our first thing we're going to look at is midfielders. So uh, I think a lot of people are starting to think about downgrading their midfielders and investing in defence. And if that's the case, what midfielders can we even trust? Is it that we can't trust these these mid-price midfielders anymore? So, you know, you've got Greenwood, Jota. Um, I've got Traore, Torres, Jota um, and Saka. You know, Sandler is obviously going to be a mainstay in our team. He's, he's on a different level so far at the moment this year. But what can we do about these midfielders? Have we missed the boat on players mm. like Saar? Because actually, he's got two beautiful fixtures coming up. Um, and basically, we just want to have a chat about these midfielders and, and where we think we need to be going with them. Yeah, definitely. We had some community questions, I understand, as well. Um, I can read them out if you haven't got them to hand. But if yes, you have... please. Thank you. Oh, OK, I will. Now, Karen, uh, as well, Scoutcast host um his uh says what to do with farron torres so he's another troubled one by him he's a man city fan as well so that could be a bit of heartbreak removing him uh jack brokenshire who we've uh, just mentioned um shall i buy back sar after selling him last week so we mm. mentioned his rough week so he's looking <laughs> to <laughs> turn it around you know what's going to happen once he does and um ravin kapoor um is it time to hold a transfer or get in an Everton midfield to target that Norwich defence, mm. uh, FPL vacuum cleaner, uh, and many, many others all asked to know, what do we do with Troy and the Wolves attack? Have we got it wrong? And the Tin Man, um, how much longer do we give Greenwood? Um, so, and I just want to mention FPL Sky Addict as well. Um, is He specifically asked the question, is um, to get Sar in, 
um, for Torres, a no-brainer for the next two weeks, more so given two two hard fixtures for City and two great fixtures for Saar and Watford. Um, so, yeah, you've already described your... What, what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, straight away for me, I, I actually sent a tweet out the other day saying that um, what my priority was for my midfielders in terms of who I think needs to be sold mm. first. And Torres is top of that list for me. Um, he's playing tonight. Um, yeah. He's playing up top tonight, uh, which I was quite surprised at, actually. Um he, I look. I watched that game, and I did think they needed somebody up top. They needed somebody who was actually going to to be that player up top. And I feel like they missed him, and they they didn't even bring him on, which I was surprised at. And for me, I'm probably going to be downgrading him to somebody like Rafinha. Mm-hmm. I think if you have got a wild card and you're still planning on wild card in game week seven or eight, I feel like if you haven't got Sar, I feel like you probably do need to go yeah. for him. I feel like with his two fixtures coming up, I think it's Newcastle and Leeds, isn't it? Um, Two defences can't defend. You know, yeah. Newcastle in particular concedes so many shots. I do feel like it was a bit of Norwich effect this week with the fact he got his two goals, but he's effective against these poor opposition. And unfortunately, Newcastle and Leeds are showing they are poor opposition at the moment. So if you've still got a wild card, I think I'd definitely jump on him. I'm trying to think a bit more long term because of not having the wild card anymore. So Rafinha is probably going to be the way I go. Traore for me, if. He's not an immediate sell just because he's getting minutes like he is playing. So at least he can get you the two, three points, whereas Torres could could just not yeah. play, which is just an absolute killer. So I feel like Traore is not my biggest priority at the moment. Okay. Jota is a lot of money for a player that just isn't returning in a team that I, I don't get it. I do not get it with Jota. He should be, you know, they won 3-0. I don't know why he's not getting any, any returns at all. Um, so yeah, I think Torres for me is a sell. Yeah. I think Jota is a keep short term yeah. and I think Traore unless you've got no other fires everywhere else yes you can get rid of him but I think Sar if you if you do have a wild card yes I completely get that move if you don't I think someone like Rafinha is fine I'm also looking at Decore quite a mm. lot because um, I, I do really like the look of him this year yeah. and obviously they got Norwich up next so yeah that's where I'm at roughly with those mid- midfielders yeah I mean I'm, I've got a 3-4-3 three, three. so I've got mm. Salah who's staying I've got Sissoko who's staying because he's just my just a, a bench guy. Um, so it's those other positions. I've got Greenwood, Jota and Traore. Now, I do want to keep that sort of 7-ish, 7.5, even 8 million price point. So, but maybe, say when City's fixtures get good, Grealish is the guy that's playing all the time in the league. Maybe I want Grealish. So I want to keep one of Jota and Greenwood. I don't know which one. Probably Greenwood. Um, and I want to keep... A six million or so midfielder. There's so much choice. Um, there's Gallagher at the moment, just under. There's Saar. There's all of those Everton midfielders. These are all good options that you can play uh, week in, week out uh, in a four-man midfield. So I want to keep them. And with the money that I'll save, that two, three million or so, uh, by going a bit cheaper in midfield, but not drastically cheaper, um, I will invest that in one or two extra uh, defenders um, that are better. So Cody could become Rudiger. That's that's very much something in my thoughts. Uh, Williams, if I've got even more money, Williams to a Man City defender, that's very much in my thoughts. So I would end up with something like double Chelsea defence, um, Alexander-Arnold and a City um, defender with Livramento as, a, as an absolutely brilliant bench option. Um, but maybe I want to play Livramento. Maybe I don't need to go... Mm-hmm that far so I'll, I can assess that but for me 
I'm going to keep, because of the fixture, Jota and Greenwood, I think, are going to stay for me this week. Mm. Traore is the one I think I might move on to someone like Saar or Gallagher. Because yeah. these are players that I think I, w- I would want. Oh, that's why I've got that price point. Traore is not, is not that guy, I thought. I, I saw Wolves fixtures and I saw Traore's underlying stats, but I didn't really look at the key one. Or rather, I did look at the key one, which is shots on target, and I ignored yeah, it. I was about to mention this. Um, so he's got massive oily arms running down that 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 wing, and then it just nothing happens. Nothing yeah. happens with it. So he, yeah. Um, yeah, I do agree. He has a lot of shots, but not shots on target. And you look at Saar; he's the opposite. He does yeah. get the shots, but he's getting the shots on target yeah. as well. Which yeah. maybe that was a bit a bit of an oversight there. Um, I, do you know what? It's interesting though. I've got a few things that. I completely agree with you about having that price point. So yeah. that's seven to eight million yeah. midfielder. But I look at that seven to eight midfielder price point and you know, the one person I wanted that I thought, oh, when the fixtures change, that's who I want was Mount. Mm. And he didn't play that. He got rested the last game and came off at half time in this game. Yeah. So I, I'm looking at it and thinking, I don't feel like he's even that safe an option yeah. anymore. Like um, I was looking at a few Chelsea forums the other day and they're not, they, they think he's dipped a little mm. bit in his performances. And actually if they're saying that, cause they obviously love Mount, don't they? Well, yeah. some, mo- most yeah. do. Yeah, they do. Um, but if, if they're thinking that he's dipping as well, I'm thinking, well, the next midfielder I want to touch is probably Havertz. And it's like, yeah. I, I'm not going anywhere near Kovacic. No. I don't think that's the way to go, but you think then, like you said, double Chelsea defense is probably the only yeah. play. Yeah. But then who do you pick from double Chelsea well, defence? Because... We, we will come to that shortly. Yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> it, um, I don't know if we're going to get the same security, um, a better security of starts. But nevertheless, we'll, we'll talk about that in a sec. Hey, I've got some tables to perhaps help mm-hmm. our midfield decisions. Um, so I've got, I've got um, three tables here. I've got just simply best in terms of expected involvement um, and sort by minutes. Um, so that's got those that, that, that hardly ever play, but could, you know, obviously do well when they do. I've also got another one shortly of the best 6.5 and under midfielders, because um, mm. that's going to be a popular category for those who perhaps want to get Lukaku and Ronaldo or certainly move more money into defence. Um, and I've also got my old trusty goals imminent table, which I'll put on to see who's doing there. So I'll put up, this is just simply um, the best midfielders in terms of minutes per XGI uh, expected goal involvement. Um, yeah, Mares is top, so you can take that to be that. Yes, if Mares play, if you see Mares in the starting eleven, whoop de do. But who is going to own him? Because um, you know, a Man City like with Torres, you know what you're getting yourself into. I, I don't think any like yourself as a Torres owner, you can't. You're not going to be shocked that Torres hasn't turned up the odd week. But with Mares, I think you're more shocked that he turns up any week. <laughs> um, yeah. But in terms of minutes per XGI, obviously you've got the big the big guys, Mane and Salah. They, they, they're expensive. But then you move down and Gallagher's in fourth at Crystal Palace. Yeah. And this is why I really like him. Because I'm just thinking long-term, fourth midfielder. Can I... I can play him every week. Um, 5.6. Um, Jota is still there. Because the, he's expected... Is he? It's an understatement. He's expected to score. <laughs> God, I, think I, we'd be, I don't get Shotter. I, I think don't I, get Shotter. I think we, it's not a case of Trory as in he's never done it. He, he You know, we can't turn those, he, you know, he's performed on the highest stage for, for a while now and he's just not doing it at the moment. Now, Sterling is there. Interesting. City's fixtures get better. 
Will we start to want to pile more money back into midfield to get the likes of Sterling? It's a bit pricey at the moment, 10.8. But bear in mind, people aren't interested at the moment. But if he's starting, he could do well. Torres is still there as well. Elianusi at Southampton, their fixtures turn, but it starts, are they guaranteed? Mount, if he shows up, can do well. And Gundwan as well. So these are all, these, these are the top minutes per XGI. I haven't filtered this by cost or anything. So there's a yep. lot of, I think it might pay just to go for these sort of reliable picks, of which I guess Saar was in a way. We've seen Saar do it before, but you and I thought, ooh, let's go for the big oily guy that runs down the wing. <laughs> You're obsessed, Joe. You're obsessed. Well, then, I don't know of any. <laughs> I know. I don't want, it's like when you listen to, um, uh, like on Talk Sport, when they do the commentary. I can't remember which commentator it is there. It's obsessed with footballer's hair. And he's always <laughs> massive, long descriptions of hair. You always mention the oily arms. Being wavy. And I'm the same with massive oily yeah. arms. So, you yeah. know, who's, I'm not one to talk. But yeah, some interesting <laughs> names on there. Um, yeah. that a, there lot of, a lot of them aren't being considered. Yeah. And you know what? I, I still, I, I, I see Jota on there. And if you were asking me, who's your favourite midfielder from seven to eight mm. million? I, I, I would be hard pressed to not go with Jota. Like he's playing up front for Liverpool, yeah. who are scoring goals. In you know, Salah's in great form. Yeah. I, I, I still think he is a good pick. Obviously, Firmino's going to be back soon, but I just feel like you know, the people I see that have amazing ranks are, are posting on Twitter every day. You know, quite a lot saying, "Oh, I wish I had Jota. Yeah. I wish I had Jota in." And he's just not quite doing it at the moment. Um, Gallagher, I do. I yeah. genuinely, I think he's going to be a very good asset. I think this year, he's he's always up in the box as well, um, and he's somebody that I think I will be investing in. I, I think I think next week I'm going to. Yeah. I, I planned with the round game week seven, eight, nine, all this time. I planned to take a hit to do a sort of a mini wild card. I think I might do mm. a third of it this week, and the remaining two thirds with the hit next week. Of which that will be one of my midfielders to Gallagher, and. Yeah. Um, one of my defenders to Rudiger. But I don't want to do that move yet. But Saar will be the other one as well. Um, so let's yeah, have... I, yeah, I was just going to say, sorry, that I think um, I think if Rafinha's not past fit, it's going to be Takori or Gallagher most probably that comes in for mm. me as a kind of long-term pick. But when you think Traore to Gallagher can happen, you can save yourself 0.4 million yeah. for a player that is basically doing the same slash better. I think um, I think it's worth the move, isn't it? It's it could also be worth the move this week. Um, the reason I think I prefer um, Saar is yes, mm. he's played Norwich, and you get people saying, "Oh, it's just points chasing." Points chasing isn't bad if you're chasing points and then they keep scoring. It's just yeah, bad yeah. when they don't keep scoring. But Saar, not getting him, you know, he's not about to start a barren run. He's got Newcastle, he's got Leeds, he's just had Norwich. These are the three worst. Um, defences we have at the moment. We they are the whipping boys. So he's got all three in a row. So yeah. realistically, I should have, you know, had some foresight to make that move. But I was still trusting in Traore a bit. I've, I've, I've had enough now. And even if Traore scores this week, he's not a player I want. I don't think I can trust him. I can't trust Traore. But um, the likes of Saar and Gallagher, I think I've seen enough to think that they are good long-term picks. And um, yeah, and yeah, Gallagher in particular, it's going to be so handy. Um, let's have a look at um, midfielders um, 6.5 and under so expected uh, goal involvement here Gallagher top Gallagher is the best option under 6.5 in terms of expected goal involvement and second is Saar it's these two guys I want these are the two guys I want um, 
that I think will help me invest elsewhere and maintain a balance because I think they're performing like seven, seven point five, yeah, maybe even eight million <laughs> midfielders. And then you've got Bowen. Now people aren't interested in Bowen because Ben Rama and Antonio, but this is this is exactly the kind of pick that people that the people don't notice. Twelve chances created, five shots in the box, all on target. Yeah, 6.3 little bit of a caveat with Bowen though mm. he pretty much played up top instead of yeah. Antonio against us and he played to be fair to him yeah. when I was watching it I mean he was really involved like he, he looked really good against us but I think that's slightly inflated because of the last yeah. game okay. obviously Antonio's coming back so um, I would be w- a little bit wary of Bowen I owned him at times last okay. year and he can do well but he has long dry spells of not doing a lot hey look at this guy who's next Traore have you heard of him uh, so <laughs> Created 12 chances, seven shots inside the box, and three just three on target. So yeah. there they are. And, and there were none, none on target last match, were they? So, um, what, for Mbwebo? No, for Traore. Oh, for Traore, sorry. Yeah. No, there wasn't. Mbwebo, um, yeah. who I've chronically, chronically mispronounced there, um, seven chances <laughs> created, uh, almost terminally mispronounced. Um, eight shots inside the box, um, just two on target though. So, could be, could be, we're seeing a similar thing. Tough fixtures coming up. He's, in comparison to Gallagher and Saar, he's not someone I'm looking to invest in. But handy to know he's there. And I think, yeah. I think we should look at those shots on target stats for him in a few weeks' time to see if he's got it. Rafina's there. Uh, 10 chances created, five shots inside the box, five on target. Expected goal involvement, um, of, uh, expected to be involved in just over two. And then Trincao, um, very similar there. Um, yeah, I think I think it'd be wise to get Rafina. Rafina, we've seen, has got it. I'm still, I mean, I've got Bamford for Leeds, I'm, so I'm personally not looking to double up. I'm not, I'm not that convinced of Leeds yet. But I do yeah. think, I do think if you've got no Leeds attack, they've got good fixtures. Yeah, and do you know what? I, I watched. I watched obviously the the Leeds game when they played against Newcastle. And he, what I like about Rafinha is like he's actually becoming you know the talisman. I mean, if he wasn't the talisman already last year anyway, and there's nothing wrong with having a great asset in a bad yeah. team. Like you're not yeah. investing in the team, are yeah. you? You're investing yeah. in in that asset. And Rafinha, he looks so good when he's on it. Mm. I think he went off 70th minute, something like that, yeah. uh, this week. And they looked so poor as soon as he went off. They didn't know what to do. Bamford was kind of just all over the place. And you, I, I do think, and you hit the nail on the head a couple of minutes ago, saying that Rafinha's the kind of guy that's 6.5 million, but he could perform to a, to a yeah. 7.5, 8.5 million you know, midfielder price. And I do feel like Gallagher and Saar could do the same. They're kind of going to be, we're expecting to perform a little bit more than their price is. Um, Someone like Bowen, I think 6.3 million is about right for what he's going to give you, really. And probably the same with Traore, unfortunately. But I do feel like Gallagher, Saar and Rafinha are the ones that really stand out for me. And Bombo and Buemo, whatever Mm. (laughs) everybody calls him. Um, I think he is somebody... I think when it came to a run, I think I'd rather own Tony up top and pay that money for Tony. Whereas Rafinha, Gallagher, Saar, I'm not going to be wanting to own any other players from their teams. So it's, it's, it's going to be those I want. Um, and those are the three that I'm looking at. They're they're top of my list with Decore. Yeah. I mean, Tony's a funny one because I mean, they do have, do have bad fixtures coming up, but I I don't mind that as a, as a rare owner, because I think I'll get Mm. save points, hopefully. Um, and I wouldn't worry if I were Tony or Mbwemo owner as well, because I think they're going to get the odd goal um, yeah. and obviously get more in, in easier games. But 
I think Tony's quite a good price um, because people had sort of forgotten about those cheaper strikers. Dennis at Watford um, and also Pukki scored. You know, people just forget that Pukki scored because everyone's thinking of Saar. But there's still some value there. And Tony obviously got the points. So I think if people are perhaps on a wild card and they're thinking, I want, okay, I'm going to sacrifice Antonio, but I want Lukaku and Ronaldo. I think you need... You've got to have a cheap a cheap striker like that to and to 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 achieve some kind of balance. I mean, I, I'm not yeah. an advocate of getting like you know Scarlet or one of those non-playing because I think with COVID and international breaks and managers being much more cautious these days um, with players, um, as we saw with with the, the Chelsea lineup um, and Norwich as well when they came back, um, for too much international minutes for the managers, so didn't want to know. Um, mm. And I, and, and I think you're going to need a bench. So you're definitely going to have them. That's why, you know, the likes of Duffy and Livermento, you know, it's a gift from the gods, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they really are. We, and, we, do you know what? It's something that I was just thinking then, like it's going to be so important though, especially if you haven't got wildcard, mm. you've got to keep those price points in your team too. Like yeah. Joe mentioned earlier, like yeah. I've just got this horrible feeling. People will be going Gallagher, Saar, you know, it, it, just going completely cheap in the middle and maybe trying to get an extra striker or an extra defender. And if you haven't got the wild card, it could be very, very yeah. hard to move away from that quickly. Yeah. Um, and templates change yeah. so quickly as well. Like, yeah, only two, three weeks ago, we were talking, we want that five in midfield. We want to have all those options. And now a lot of options seem to have gone and we're talking about defence and it can change so quickly. So it's just making sure you keep yourself flexible and open. And, and I mean, especially say, so, you know, we've just wildcarded. And one of the reasons I got Traore in was because I thought I would get points from him. But also I knew I could run away from him. And there's plenty. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and you know, and I should take advantage of the fact that I have got a setup where I can get on the next big thing of the template, of which it is Saar. He's still low owned at the moment. But if he keeps yep. doing this, that's not going to happen. not going to keep going for long. And then soon he's going to be in 20, 30% of teams and it's 7 million times gone. But yeah. I, I, I still think there's time to get Saar in. Um, there's definitely time to get Gallagher in. I think people are going to look at Gallagher and they look at his price, look at Palace, and they're going to be put off. But he, him and Saar, I want in. But I want to keep I want to keep a Greenwood or, or a Jota who could be a Torres or a Grealish or a Mount. Because one, yeah, yeah. one of them is going to kick off. <laughs> I really, really want Gallagher to be like Willock last year where yeah. people didn't go there because he was Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously he was just the perfect fourth, yeah. fifth mid in people's teams by the end of the year. And I do feel like Gallagher could be he, that guy this was, year. But... I've, I've been really impressed with, with him and Palace in general. And mm. uh, watching that last in the last game against Liverpool, um, there was a couple of moves he did. I mean, not only is he on set pieces, but he did this... This amazing pass to Benteke, I think it was just it was just out of nowhere, really, and it was from quite from the centre of the park as well. And I just thought that was really audacious to do that, and it's again, yeah. especially against Liverpool, you know, and you know the likes of you know Jason Punch and bless his soul, and McCarthy and MacArthur and all the other you know Palace midfielders we're all used to. They just wouldn't yeah, yeah. wouldn't have done that, and so I'm thinking, yeah. wow. And it, do you know what? It's it's funny, and this is not something you could you know go with stats or anything mm. with, but. I remember watching one of the shots and one of the shots against Liverpool for yeah. Crystal Palace went just wide of the post or yeah. something. I think it was Benteke. Yes, yes. But it was it was looking at Benteke and seeing Gallagher right next to him. Yeah. And I just thought he's right next to him against Liverpool. Yeah. Like he's getting forward. Like he's he's gonna be getting goals this year. Yeah, definitely. Um 
Now, Brighton are, are amazing, top four side, and but they have notoriously been bad at set pieces. And Gallagher's on set pieces. Brighton played Palace next. Brighton against Palace is really hard to call because you always, well, you do, I do anyway. You always think Brighton are going to win it and then Palace win it with one shot all game and it's Zaha. <laughs> Basically, if Zaha's in the squad, they'll win palace because <laughs> he's just nice. he's a git <laughs> he keeps scoring against brighton over the, i mean for years he's done this he's kryptonite <laughs> yeah um and with gal with a you know an effective a more effective attacking midfield and a defense uh, yeah it's quite scary but then again you know it's top four sides so you know yeah it's the way it is um you gotta a, milk it while you can i've got to milk it when i can yeah um Goals imminent table. Let's get this one up. There's some midfielders on here, but it's mainly strikers. Yeah, I, w- I wonder who's up there. Yeah. No, no, he's not. Trelby's not there. And do you know what? I happened? wonder if it's going to be my whole midfield. No. <laughs> well, the interesting thing is Trelby's not there. Trelby's been top, literally top for the last two weeks. There are two ways off the goals imminent table. This is after, This is the last four game weeks. You've got to have at least 10 goal attempts and your expected goal, the quality of the shots has to be of a standard. So you have to have and not necessarily a huge amount on target, but they have to just be of a standard um, to to almost be a goal or be a goal. Um, and he's just dipped off it and he's dipped off it because mm. he had literally no shots on target. And so the shots on target, the meagre shots on target had just disappeared. The quality of the shots he was having have disappeared. The quantity was still there with Traore. So he's gone. Trincao is now top. Jimenez is still there. So there still could be points. Bamford has moved up the table. Um, so mm. good fixtures for Leeds. This is why I'm hanging on to Bamford. Adam Armstrong at Southampton. And now when I when I saw the, the fixtures for the start of the season and I had Tony then, I did think Tony to Armstrong when Southampton's fixtures get good if he's performing. And I think he will. Yeah. I think I really like him. Yeah. I've, I've mentioned it before. I really, really like him. I'm going to be looking to... Um, I want to try and invest in him later on, but obviously it's it's trying to find yeah. a route to him at the moment with everything going on with midfield and defence. But I yeah, I genuinely really like him. Um, in some ways, I was kind of not hoping for an injury, but hoping that I could get rid of Antonio at some point and then downgrade to someone like Armstrong because yeah. honestly, the shots he takes, he he loves a shot and the volume's there. So yeah, I, I really like who's him. Your, who's your third striker? You've got Antonio, Ronaldo. Richardson at Burnley. Who he? <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> Don't even know his first name. Mysteri- the mystery man. Um, yeah. 1.5. All you need is 1.5 yep. to turn him into Armstrong and you've suddenly got three up top. Um, so that's something for people to bear in mind there. He's not, uh, you know, you can get up to an Armstrong, a Tony, a Pookie. These are all doable if if you need to. Meanwhile, Jota is still on the goals imminent table. I think... <laughs> Uh, 13 goal attempts, 10 shots inside the box, just three on target. They've been so close though, and he should have been involved in uh, in a non-penalty. XG was um, should have been getting on for nearly two goals. Um, yeah. These are actual goals, not goal involvement or assists. This is uh, he should have scored at least twice, um, but he's only scored once in the last four. Um, Gundogan is there. Uh, you know, it's, it's a case of let's not forget Gundogan, and I I still you know. If I'm removing Greenwood or Jota on, Gundogan's in my thoughts, definitely. Mm. Yeah, I, I, 
Yeah, I, I, he hasn't been in my thoughts. If I'm honest, mm. I feel like I feel like I would be going for Grealish now in that midfield. Yeah. He seems the one yeah. that you know Pep wants to play every week. So Gundogan, I think, had that obviously purple patch last year where he was brilliant. But I don't feel like the the system is the same when he got that last year. Uh, so I, for for me, I, he's he's not been in my thoughts at all. I, I would go Grealish if it was me, uh, or or Torres, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do think so. Um, Havertz is there, um, still yeah. doing well. One to keep an eye on, 8.3. This is why I want to keep that, that 7 million, 7.5, 8 million or so price point. I want to want to get near to players like this, should I need to. And poor Bruno Fernandes there. No fault of his own. He's actually probably going to score loads more points um, over the probably. coming weeks. Um, <laughs> but um, assisting all Ronaldo's goals, and that's the point. If you've got Ronaldo in your side, who is going to... It's like... Um, it's like the no offense to him. It's like the ugly sisters. <laughs> it's like he's like, hey, look at me, look at me, and uh, and everyone's not. They're just going, no, I'm looking at I'm looking at Cinderella with the glass slippers. I'm looking at the really attractive. Um, you, you you're right, Joe. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I like I like my fairy tale metaphors and similes <laughs> in this. But that's it. He is. He 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 can't. You know, he can't compete, can he? Everyone everyone's looking at Cinderella. That's strike midnight, and you know, you know the ugly sisters. Don't no looking, no looking. Unfortunately, um, but I think there's lots of options there, and I think it pays, as you said, not to go crazy with downgrading a midfield, but just maybe even upgrading it, but just keeping options open. Um, yeah. Defenders. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. Yes, yeah, so we're gonna have guys. a little look at defenders now, aren't we? Um, because yeah. a lot of people, and rightly so. Man City defence looks incredible. Mm. Chelsea defence looks incredible as well. Obviously, just won three 0 against um, against Spurs away from home, which I thought was a good result. Um, obviously, mm. uh, and we're we're kind of looking at it now, thinking actually, do we do we start investing a bit more in defence? It's also worth looking at players I think like they they are underperforming in defence too that you can upgrade to mm. to these players like uh, short, uh, like um, uh, Chelsea and City yeah. defenders. So. For instance, Luke Shaw. Is yeah. Luke Shaw somebody we can start selling now? Because mm. actually they're not keeping clean sheets. He's got the output. is isn't like he's putting the underlying stats in, but he's not getting the points. So it's definitely worth looking at it. I think is Alonso the, the highest scoring defender in the game at the moment, isn't he? And he's, he's almost triple what Shaw's got. So, yeah, it's going to be a good discussion, I think. Um, Gunjan in the chat has, has kindly pointed out that uh, Cinderella has in fact scored 789 career goals. So well done, Cinderella. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, all, all with glass slippers on as well. Um, yeah, not bad. Yeah. Or at least one of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we had some questions from the community about Chelsea um, and defenders in general. Um, Jack Rouet said, which Chelsea defenders can we rely on? A manager has no name, says, is it time to switch to a bat four at the back, given the value in defence? HMC. <laughs> I mis- I'm, I'm self-employed and I misread that as HMRC and had a minor panic attack then. <laughs> so uh, HMC said, uh, we have uh, have we had our pants pulled down by Wolves players? That does sound like HMRC, actually. Um, but uh, but our pants uh, pulled down by Wolves players like Samedo. Um So, yeah. It's the same with the Traore, isn't it? Now, you you recommended Samedo. Did you get... You didn't get Samedo in, did you? Um, no, no, no. Because so I already had Sa. But, so but you, wanna... you, you, he was your differential last week. But He was. Um, I Cheers, mean, Joe. I, I had... I, I, um, I I wasn't looking at them because I had Cody because I'm boring, but I I've I've had my doubts about Marcel and Semedo just because like Traore they're not I didn't want I didn't want 
I didn't want more throwaways in yeah, my side. Yeah. Um, and that's it. And actually, I, I looked at it and I, I did say last week I would get some aid over Marcel. Marcel yeah. was the one that got the two assists, obviously, and people were starting to jump on him because he was cheaper. Mm. But he does look a liability. Um, and I think a lot of people are calling for him to be dropped and eight Nori to come in. So I think Semedo's still, I, st- I still think Semedo's a good option. He's still getting forward. But I mean, maybe this Wolves defence. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it weren't great this week, unfortunately. No. I still think they're going to be good options moving forward. I still think, you know, if you've got Cody, he's a great option to have on the bench and he's somebody you can keep there. Um, I mean, I'm straight away looking at Sat in, in my goal and thinking, oh, five million on my goalkeeper is not great. But um, in terms of the other player, I, th- I think that, I think which Chelsea defenders we're going to go with mm. moving forward is a really big decision to make. I genuinely do think it yeah. is because I think a lot of players are going to have them. But I feel like it's going to be a lot of variety with which Chelsea defenders I, are picked. Like even just us two. Yeah. You went got, Christensen, I went Rudiger. Yeah. Big swing. Yeah. I mean, I, I went Christensen because it's what I could afford. I wanted Chelsea defence uh, on my wild card. Um, and I'm quite happy with him because I think I'm going to get a benching every four or five games, um, mm. especially after international breaks, because he plays a lot for Denmark. Um, so I'll take that. And I think you're going to get that with virtually all of them. Yeah. I think you're going to get that with Aspilicueta. Even, even Mendy. Even Men- Mendy's injured at the moment. But but yes, I think yeah. I think because they've got a good backup goalkeeper. And I think Reese James will probably get the least minutes out of them. But at the same time, once he plays, he could get a Rudiger score. Could 14, 15 points, no problem. I said, yeah. Lon- Alonso's the, tri- the tricksy one. Now he's... <laughs> He's been yeah. good for ages and no one thought... Ben Chilwell has been literally picked up and chucked down a well. I don't, a, a chill well. And I don't know when he's going to claw, claw his way out. Just like, you know, yeah. like... like um, What's her face in that film, Ring? I mean, the Chilwell's <laughs> down there. His <laughs> hair's reckon? grown really long. And <laughs> every time... Every time... Uh, every time someone turns on the TV, a little bit of Chilwell dies. <laughs> oh. What, do you know what? I was going to mention Alonso, actually, because yeah. I feel like, uh, obviously, Alonso was an incredible asset all those years ago. Like, he, he was an incredible mm. asset, wasn't he? You know, but like 20 points in games, yeah. wasn't it? And we've been waiting for a Chelsea manager to play five at the back consistently. You know, under the last two years, it was always, oh, when you go back to a four at the back, Alonso is an absolute liability at four at the back and they can't keep clean sheets. They're, they're playing that five at the back all the time now. And he is... I, I, I think he's undroppable. I, I think he's somebody that he's, he's playing so well for them. And I'm just wondering well, whether we're, we're just completely not thinking about buying him when actually he's the best asset to buy. Well, let's, um, let's get some stats up, which back up exactly it. what you've said. These yeah. are Chelsea defenders. Now, I've sorted this by minutes per baseline bonus. Um, and, you know, because that, that shows, you know, when they keep a clean sheet, which is frequent. You know how you know they're going to get their bonus just for turning up. You know the passing, the tackling, etc. But you've also got within this minutes per xgi, so their minutes per expected goal involvement, their shots inside the box, and their starts as well. And the and obviously their cost very important. So this shows you. I mean, in terms of minutes per baseline bonus, Thiago Silva is the one. So I believe he plays he plays in the centre of that back three. So he's mm. going to be involved in a lot of that kind of sweeping up, passing, tackling. Um, he's, yeah. going, he's going to he hit a, a lot of those thresholds. Um, yeah. Aspilicueta's next in terms of minutes per baseline bonus. And then you've got Chalaba, Christensen, 
uh, then moves on to Alonso, Rudiger, and then Reese James is last. But then when you switch it around to say minutes per expected goal involvement, then Reese James in an absolute world of his own. He's really high up. I believe he's second only to Alexander Arnold. Um, yeah. So in minutes per XG, I expected to be involved in a goal every couple of matches. Um, Alonso a bit more, but nevertheless he's there. Um, he's had six shots inside the box. And then you look in at the also rounds. So you've got Chalaba. You might get some attacking returns out of him. You were very lucky to get attacking returns out of Rudiger. This is rare. Three what? shots. Is, no, what? no. That, I mean, that's just... I mean, I'm not saying that as a bad thing. Oh, no, I know, I know. You, you were lucky to nail his... He His minutes per expected goal involvement is, is a goal involvement every 1,500 minutes. So for you to get... Um, it's been 1,500 minutes, so I got him in knowing <laughs> exactly. it was coming. <laughs> so, so game week 10, get this guy in, because that's what... Yep. <laughs> so, exactly. But yeah, that's what... I mean, and I don't mean that in a bad way, you were lucky. It's just, it's just that is... He, oh, he no, doesn't know, score yeah. that. You can't, you can't ever expect no. those kind of goals from central defenders. Wingbacks, you're, you're kind of expecting... If, if I can get Christiansen's one every seven games... <laughs> goal involvement every seven games I will consider myself lucky but I've got you know getting these guys for clean sheets so in terms of starts now this is the one Alonso and Rudiger have played every game every yeah. single game let that sink in <laughs> and then you've got Aspilicueta hasn't even played every game just four there Christensen is is alongside Aspilicueta with four and then you're looking at Silva Chalava and then Reese James. So these are the guys that are not getting those starts at the moment. Where is Ben Chilwell? He's down the well with his big long hair, clawing his way out while people watch on TV. And no, he's not there. So I reckon someone could Photoshop for that for you, by the way. I, I do hope so. I do. Hope yeah. Someone, someone kindly did the Deli Alley super sexy Deli Alley Buzz Lightyear for me. So um, <laughs> if anyone was to do Bell Ben down the Chilwell, um, then feel free. Um, well. Well, go on then. So let's answer the question. Let's see if we can answer it, right? And we, let's see if we come up with the same two players as well. If you had a clean slate this week, which two defenders are you going you want, for for the long term? Right. Um, Rudiger. Yeah. Uh, from Chelsea, this is. Rudiger. Yeah. And I do, <laughs> weirdly, I would say Christensen because it's value. Oh. Because I would want to get maybe a City defender. But I think if I get Rudiger and another one, it's just that point five, point you know million more. So Aspilicueta six million. It's it's just the price. Alonso, between Alonso and Reese James, it's Alonso. It's not Reese James. I would not go for him. Um, yeah. But I I guess if I was a different type of manager, I would say Alonso and Rudiger. Which is what you're going to say, I presume. It is, yeah. <laughs> when you say a different type of manager, well, um, look at my midfield. Look yeah. at my midfield on wildcard. Like I went for it, didn't yeah, I? Yeah. And I think that's that's it. Like I, I just feel Rudiger. I love the idea of one of them being safe, one of them yeah. being that risk, and and I I just think Alonso's upside is just so massive. Yeah. And for five point seven million, like I'm more than happy paying point seven million for the upside of Alonso to Christensen. Yeah. And I think if you've got both, if they both start, amazing, because you've most likely got six points from Rudiger, but you could have 15 to 20 points from Alonso. And it's just that, it's just so tempting to do I it. I mean, I guess if I was on wildcard now with a clean slate, Rudiger and Alonso, because I can run away from Alonso, um, not, yeah. not, not that his opponents can, because he's so fast, but and I can move down to Christensen. 
But if yeah. I, uh, but with Christensen and Rudiger, I have to find 0.7 more to get to Alonso. But Rudiger's the absolute top, I think. And I think yeah. with minutes per baseline bonus, the reason I sorted with this is it shows that they're all much of a muchness, really. They're all going to get you. You know, you know when you think, oh, Chelsea are going to get a clean sheet, and you've got a Chelsea defender, and then you're looking at the 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 FPL site, and you're thinking, oh, you know, is my defender is is going to get the bonus? And they're quite high up, and they're all really high up. And yeah. um, you know, so I, I saw the matter. I think Christensen was in in the running for one bonus at one point, and then moved out, and 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 it goes on like that. But you know, he he could easily get me two or three bonus. Um, silver owners definitely Aspilicueta um, silver and Aspilicueta especially because um, they do a lot for the bonus system but I, I think overall with, we're saying get two Chelsea defenders yes yes I think so I, I, yeah I, I think I'm very tempted I'm, I think City and Chelsea are going to have the best defences this year mm. I think their game could easily be nil-nil so I don't think either team are going to want to lose it and I feel like two Chelsea defenders are going to be great value yeah. this year and you, you're going to I just feel like you're going to want one of those upside defenders as well you're not just going to want to buy one of them that's going to be a oh yeah they're going to get me a clean sheet when you've got somebody like Alonso Reese James was that man I yeah. genuinely thought he was going to play this week I was shocked he didn't um, yeah I, I think I think I'm talking myself into getting Alonso this is, this is not good is it okay um, Steve Elbows points out that Alonso is actually 5.8 now. That's not since, you know, the scout cast started. It was just because I put the picture up last night, I think. Um, so, yeah, Steve, you're quite right. So he's even more expensive um, to get to him. And um, Aditya also put, provides some context for James that he could actually be more nailed on than we think. Um, so he missed the first game due to come back late from the Euros. Um, the fourth game he was suspended. So, of course, he can't. He couldn't have played that anyway. So his, ma- his max is four. Missed the first one because he came back late. Um, and then he was he, he was a victim of a robbery as well in his house, um, yeah. which I believe was his Champions League medal was stolen. It was a safe. Um, so he could have been quite shocked by that. Um, so that could have been a factor why he wasn't playing. Um, so that puts it into context. So James, or I personally wouldn't get James now, but I think if you have got James... Interesting context there about him. He could actually be more nailed on than we think. So mm. I, I guess he could be, you know, in that favoured back five. Um, so let's have a look at the best defences. And this this is surprising. So this is looking at expected goals conceded. So you would expect to see um, Chelsea as the best defence, but they're not. I mean, they're good, but they're not. They've conceded seven um, big chances. Um, yeah. So that's the same as Crystal Palace. Um, that's one less than West Ham. Um, the best defences in terms of expected goals conceded, big chances conceded, clean sheets, all, all of those metrics, is City and Brentford. So Brentford have had some favourable fixtures. That may explain it. But I think anyone watching them as well thinking, actually, they're quite good. Um, so City, where they should be, really. Villa are getting better. Um, I don't think Villa were ever mm. considered whipping boys, but they're definitely getting better. Um, we, we talk about that a, li- in a little bit more in terms of the captaincy and Ronaldo on the captaincy video, myself and Tom. So do have a look at that or have a listen to the podcast version. I've got that uploaded now. Um, and then Liverpool, Everton, Wolves still there. The, they're like, and then next to Brighton, the XG Masters <laughs> of, mixed, of last season, next to the XG 
gits of this season. Um, but the worst defences, Leeds, Norwich, Newcastle. So in terms of investing in defence, City are definitely up there. Brentford. Yeah. A Villa defender when their fixtures turn, which is in a few weeks. It's not a bad shout. Liverpool, don't get rid of Alexander-Arnold. And then, but Chelsea, I mean, the the fixtures are improving. So yeah. you expect to see Chelsea rise up there. But in terms of clean sheets, we you know, it's, they've got four. So perhaps they've been fortunate to get four. Or is it just they're good? Yeah, I, I, think, that, I think they're good. I think, you know, you think they played against Liverpool with 10 men for a while as well. So mm. maybe that's inflated it. Villa, they did concede. I remember that game. They conceded quite yeah. a few shots. I thought they were lucky to come out of that yeah. um, the way they did, actually. I, I think... I think if you added a few more weeks onto this, I think it will be just be Chelsea and City at the top. Yeah. Um, City are comfortably top though, aren't they? You know, you look at that and I, are you going to be tempted? When I'm looking at City, I'm looking at that and thinking Diaz straight away, yeah. but Cancelo's yeah. obviously there and he, he's, I think he's played every game, hasn't yeah, he, Cancelo? both of them, yeah. Yeah, it's, so, it's and, one of them. and you look at it and think, Cancelo's obviously got the upside, but Diaz is just so yeah. nailed in that yeah. team, isn't he? And it, 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 the defence looks great. If I can afford it, I'd probably go for Diaz um, for the sheer, sheer nailed on this. Also, there is attacking threat there. Mm. Um, the times I've owned Diaz before in my FPL side, I, it's just amazing. <laughs> got me, dug me out of so many holes. With the, I think it was a double game week. It was a huge score I got from him. Um, and Stones. Him and Stones together. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Um, so that's the power of doubling up as well especially for those double game weeks but yeah I think a City defender is very very desirable um, my my weekly mention of the Sky game uh, Sky managers will know Diaz is a legend in that yeah. I mean basically he turns up he get he gets five points just turning up tackling that's it and then he gets another five points with clean sheets so he, he, he's on ten points with clean sheet immediately <laughs> and then if he does anything else like assists or scores it's huge so yeah. he, he's a cap, very captainable asset in the Sky game but that carries carries over into FPL, just the reliability of him. If, mm. if he does well in bonus in that format, chances are he's probably going to do well in if if they can keep a clean sheet and there's not the score's quite low. Chances are he's going to be in the bonus as well. Yeah, I like. I like obviously, DS. obviously, it's made very interesting this week because City play Chelsea. Yeah. So, in terms of that, would that put you off investing in one this week? Yeah. Because yeah. for me, I think it does. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Yeah. I've, I've got Christensen. I'm going to play Christensen. Yeah. I'm not going near Rudiger. I'm not going near uh, Diaz, Cancelo, any any of those guys. I'm not going I'm not going there yet. Because, yeah, you're right. It's just the fixtures. Game week seven, it turns. And from yeah. game week nine, it goes exceptional. <laughs> um, but game week seven, the fixtures become start investing in Chelsea. So I guess all of this, we're sort of... This is sort of for the scout cast next week, really. But, yeah. you know, pace to keep a, keep a week ahead. And that's how, how, how we should do well in this game, hopefully. Um, yeah. is, to, is to think um, a bit ahead. I've got another table. I, I, I think I put it in your notes and I think I've managed to get um, a screenshot of this. This is um, for um, attacking um, defenders. Um, so I've got, I've, I think in, in the notes I've got for you, I've got it sorted by chances created. So you can't see Reese James in that, for example. Um, but the, the one I've got up on screen is minutes per expected goal involvement. Um, so that shows that when they play, they do do a job but in terms of just sheer volume of chances created Alexander Arnold is top Matt Ritchie at Newcastle is uh, second alongside Shaw then there's Alonso and Luca Dean but in terms of minutes per expected goal involvement so this is the the quality of the chances that they're getting um, Alexander Arnold's topped 
then it's Reese James. So the kind people in the chat uh, were telling us put it into context. So if you've got Reese James, a definite hold, definite hold. Yeah. And I think it could be mega point haul coming your way soon. Laporte is there, then Cancelo. Um, this is in terms of minutes per expected goal involvement. Semedo. <sighs> um <laughs> And then Alonso, and this is interesting with Alonso. So he's created 12 chances. Um, he's, re- he's one, two, three. He's amongst the best six defenders in terms of minutes per expected goal involvement. And he's had 14 corners. So he's taken 14 corners. And that, that's, that's what you want to see, isn't it, with a player? It's like mega involvement. Yeah, big time. And that's where they get a lot of their bonus as well. I know that's why Shaw's doing so well at the moment because he's taking a lot of set pieces. And I just feel like that Alonso's floor is is obviously a lot higher um i i, I completely agree with you i think if you've got reese james you've got to hold him you you can't tell him now you just got to hope that he's going to play moving forward um but Cancelo, you know like you said six million uh, he's somebody you've got to have a look at when after um after the i think they've got liverpool in game week seven haven't they so after that obviously but they can keep two clean sheets against chelsea and liverpool you know that both those games could be nil nil couldn't they you never yeah. know so um, but it's it's a risk to maybe invest in it straight away now. But yeah, no, I, I I like those players. I think, like I said, Trent. Most people have anyway. He'll be back in next week as well, wouldn't he? It was just a rest. I think was he was he ill actually? Sorry, who was that? Sorry? Trent. Yeah, Trent. Trent. Ill, yeah, he was ill. Yeah, sorry, he was ill. So I was distracted. I just had to block someone yeah. in the live chat. Um, yeah. Someone someone was in, very insistent that we have a look at their hot girls and hot boys. <laughs> well, I'm very insistent in blocking him. Go away. <laughs> Apparently, they've got lots of uh, really oiled up arms yeah. and legs. I mean, that, is enough, yeah. yeah, if you want hot boys, hot girls, d- 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 listen yeah. back to our Truore chat. That's <laughs> very moist. <laughs> so, uh, Alexander Arnold, yes, he was ill. Hopefully, he'll be back. He better be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I hope, hopefully, he's blocked this guy. Um, Sorry, yes, I won't be distracted by that anymore. Um, no. So, yeah, those attacking defenders, um, I think Reese James owners can take heart with that as well. Um, so, yeah, I think I think we've, we've pretty much laid out our plans for midfielders and defenders. A bit more money in defence, yeah. but not too much, and keep our options open. Um, last week, we talked a lot about strikers, and we'll, we'll come back to that again because of Lukaku and Ronaldo. So what, what's your latest on... Lukaku and Ronaldo are you going to go for both just one no I won't, I won't be going for both no. um I've decided that I, d- I just I, I don't like the idea of both and I, I feel like there's there's a bit of a split with what people are going to do I just I just don't like the idea of both basically mm. um no. I think with their way their fixtures are as well my original plan was to do in game week seven Ronaldo to Lukaku yeah but after talking to a certain somebody before this, you are kind of making me sway towards maybe doing it in game week nine and keeping Ronaldo for the for the two weeks after that. Yeah. Um, because I'm going to be on double Chelsea defence by then anyway, and I feel quite good about that. And then Lukaku comes in game week nine. So, yeah, I definitely won't be on him both. It's just when I make the move. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, maybe game week nine could be the yeah. time. So I think, I think when you look at the fixture difficulty on FPL website or, or indeed, you know, any other metrics even fancy football scout you look at certain fixtures and there'll be a certain color but you have to look a bit behind it and think well actually is that team actually that color type of defense and i think we're seeing that very much with um, chelsea and manchester united's fixtures coming up um game week seven chelsea play southampton um and they they have been proved quite good <laughs> against good 
attacks. I know it's but it's Lukaku, but nevertheless they are not the whipping boys you would you would you would think. Meanwhile, um, uh, Manchester United play Everton and then they play Leicester. These are not tricky defences at all. So I think game week seven and eight, Ronaldo is very keepable, very captainable, despite the good fixtures um, for Lukaku. So he has Brentford. But we've already said Brentford are the second best defence at the moment. Small sample. Will that continue? But it's game week nine. This is when I'm, yeah, I'm not going to go for both. I've got Ronaldo, keep, keep, keep until game week nine. And then he goes to Lukaku. Can I afford that move? Of course I can, because Lukaku is much less than Ronaldo. Um, yeah. and, game, and the reason is, is game week nine, uh, Chelsea have Norwich defence followed by Newcastle's defence, followed by Burnley. It's a great three-game run. Oh, Lukaku's got to be the main captain then, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. I th- when you're looking out there, and it'd be in, uh, when, in that run-up then, before you lose Lukaku, yeah. are you going to be captain Ronaldo in any of those fixtures? Are you going to be captain Ronaldo against Everton, Leicester? Yeah, probably. Who, who does Salah have? Um, looking, at, um, looking at the fixtures, so Salah has... Um, I'll tell you what, let's, let's segue in. Look at this. So there next, we go. Next four nice fixtures get here, so we, we can share it away. So let's find out where Liverpool are. So, yeah, they've got Brentford next. But then game week seven, they've got City. So, no, mm. I'll be captaining Ronaldo then, not Salah. Then they have Watford away. So Salah suddenly becomes... Now, that's a grudge match yeah. um, after, last, <laughs> yeah, after a couple of seasons ago. So um, I, I think Salah is very captainable that mm. week. And then game week um, nine, and this is where it turns. So conveniently, in terms of the captaincy, when you really want Lukaku, when you need Lukaku for the captaincy, game week nine, and he's got all those marvellous fixtures we were telling you, that lovely run of three. Ronaldo, meanwhile, has Liverpool, Spurs, and Man City. I mean, so it's, it's perfect. It's a perfect yeah. um, changeover. But I don't think... I think the, the water's a bit muddied for game week seven and eight. I don't think... I don't think you would look at like, oh, game week seven, oh, dump Ronaldo, get Lukaku. I don't think it's as clear as that. Game week nine, it becomes very clear though. Um, but, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. And, and actually, I think a lot of people have had game week seven in their head for so long. And now we're finally getting here. And obviously we're, we're realising what the good defences are. And Southampton and, and Brentford maybe mm. aren't the worst defences to what no. we thought they would be. So that's where fixture tickers can change quite quickly. Yeah. Don't get me wrong though. It is something that I'm trying to do a lot this year where I'm trying not to think about defences too much and trying to think about attacks. Like People did that a little bit this week with Salah and Crystal Palace. People were looking at Crystal Palace and saying they've started the season well. You know, Maybe Salah isn't the best captain and obviously they won 3-0. So I, I'm looking at it and thinking, are we overthinking that? And actually Southampton at home and Brentford away are still good fixtures and Lukaku could still do well. Um, you know, Man United have, who was it? They've got Everton at home... Leicester away they could still do well too but it's oh. is it better to do that early and free up a little bit of cash to invest somewhere else I don't know I yeah it's still it's still up in the air for me now I've been intrigued by the live chat again not the person trying to advertise their website um but uh, Marco Leary well I presumably hasn't been advertising his website Marco Leary says it's a trap Joe so I'm wondering what is he talking about well he's talking about Southampton because the um he's talking sorry he's talking about Chelsea and Norwich Game week nine is Norwich. So Chelsea play Norwich game week nine, as we said, at home. Great fixture. But it's squeezed between two midweek Champions League games. Yeah. Now, Tuchel, if 
if you're going to rest Lukaku for a fixture, are you going to rest him Champions League? Are you going to rest him against the Championship side? Are you going to rest him against the Champions League side? But then, but the only two other players you might have are Ronaldo and Salah. And are you really going to... No, he doesn't, Tuchel doesn't care who we've got in our fancy side to captain. I mean, for him as a manager... He can he, oh, I see what you mean. Sorry, he yeah. can play another striker against Norwich and still come away with a handsome victory. So in terms of which other striker, I suppose they what they won't play a striker, will they? Probably yeah, play just play anyone, play me, and I'll just still yeah. play, Norwich would still lose. So um, I mean that that's the sl- that's that's putting doubt. That's um, Mark has put doubt in my mind. But um, nah. uh, but I, I think if 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 you are to if you are to bench finally bench. Um, your star striker for an easy it's going to be the easy match there so you know we'll, I'm sure the scout cast coming up to game week 9 we're going to be thinking about this um, yeah interesting interesting, interesting. I, I, I get the impression you probably start the game and go off earlier rather than not playing at all but yeah could, it, I mean it's something to think about I just, I, just, I just I just feel like with these kind of things you can overthink it too much yeah and yeah, yeah. I, yeah. And I, I feel like that's the kind of thing yeah. where People around you might on, be saying, oh, no, I'm a bit yeah. worried. Whereas, on, on paper, yeah. Lukaku against Chelsea at home is the best, the standout captain of all yeah. time. <laughs> but <laughs> So, yeah, but just to be aware that, that we are starting to get in Champions League, fixture congestion, um, so something to keep an eye on. It's good to have a good vice-captain. I mean, if it, I mean yeah, exactly. Maybe put vice-captaincy on Alonso. Mm, yeah, not bad. <laughs> or Captain Alonso. Captain Alonso, be safe. Um, yeah. Looking at the season ticker, next four leads are top. This is why you know people got Bamford, Rafina. These types of players are people are thinking of there. I don't really like their defence, um, but West Ham, no. uh, Watford, Southampton, and Wolves are okay. I would say Watford and Wolves are, are probably the better ones there for attacking returns. Southampton could be tricky, and West Ham could be. Um, then Newcastle as well. So St Maximum could be an mm. option. Um, Leicester, Leicester's fixtures turned. I don't know if you've noticed this guy Jamie Vardy, but he's been quietly scoring, and it yeah. happens every season. Every t- we all ignore him, and he, he he shoots up to near the top of the striker charts. Um, They've also got a uh, a really good winger that nobody nobody yeah. at all started with at the yeah. start of the season yeah. called Harvey Barnes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he could be quite a good <laughs> look. He's, good. I think he's dropped to about five point five million now. So, yeah. T- Tielemans pride of place in my well, not pride of place, but pride of place in my Sky team. Tielemans and yeah. um, I think Leicester Leicester assets could do well. They have got Burnley, Crystal Palace, Manchester United is a tricky one. Then they have got Brentford, so there are potential There's potential there. Chelsea as we mentioned there they've got City and then Southampton and Brentford um, on paper quite good and then Nor- and then it just goes exceptional from game week 9 uh, then you've got Wolves still trucking along but I think both you and I have had enough <laughs> already yeah. Southampton, Newcastle, Villa and, and Leeds um, I think I'm, I'm going to relegate Cody to first first sub and Traore is going to go um, I, I just don't want him I don't want him yeah. long term just Fair you know enough. In FBO, you have to you have to you know put your hands up sometimes to go. I took a punt on this player, hasn't worked out. May work yeah. out for one week, but I can't. Over the next month, how many points are we going to get from them? I can't see any. Um, hey, you got Saka, haven't you? Arsenal's fixtures still good. I love him. Honestly, Tottenham, I'm so happy. To Tottenham, have him. Brighton, Palace, Villa, good fixtures. Yeah, Everton still good. They got Norwich next. Um, uh, Manchester United is that's a tricky one, and then they got West Ham. And Watford, but you know, bad fixtures. Brentford, 
so in terms of Brentford assets, don't don't get any in. But if if like yeah. me, you have a Brentford, uh, you have Raya. Um, I think he's very playable. Liverpool, West Ham, United, Chelsea, and Leicester. Most people think I'd be mad for that. I look at that and I think mega saves. Could, you know, he's not going to get the clean sheets, but he's going to get massive saves in that. I, I tell you what, though, I'm kind of gutted you didn't go for the Raya Guaita double up. Yeah. Because Crystal Palace's fixtures look yeah. quite nice now, and yeah, you'd be yeah. tempted to just play him. I told you, I could not afford it. And that was on my wildcard. That's, that was what I really wanted to do. Um, and if I find myself with 0.5, I still might do that. I do like having two playing playing goalkeepers who are cheap. But yeah, you're right. It's game week nine um, when Brentford play Leicester, which isn't too bad. But yeah, Palace play Newcastle. Um, and of course, Palace have Brighton and they win 1-0 with one shot against while Brentford <laughs> have Liverpool. So yeah, definitely good. Um, um, differentials. So do you want to do you want to go first? Who's, who's your differential for this week, coming four weeks? Yeah, so my differential is, uh, I think it's about 3% owned at the moment. And he is uh, Decore. So mm. um, he is somebody for me who I feel like with, with that gap at the moment in creative midfield for Everton, you know, they, they get a lot of praise for their wingers at the moment. And obviously Calvert-Lewin started well, but he's injured now. I feel like actually Decore is finding that space yeah. in front of him to move forward. Um, really like the fixture against Norwich. I mean, anybody playing against Norwich seems to be getting joy at the moment. I think Decore got two assists this weekend yeah. as well. So he's, he's getting the, he's already getting the returns. And I just like, I like his price. I like his ownership. And I feel like he's somebody that's going to go under the radar. He was somebody years ago when he was at Watford that when he played that box-to-box role was excellent as an asset. Uh, and I feel like he could do very well for Everton this year as well. So, yeah, so he's my differential moving forward. Yeah, no, very good. Um, I, I agree. I, I've, I've always um, liked Okore. I've never managed to get him in, but he's always scored those. Yeah. Done, he's always done well in like bursts. Yeah, especially powerhouse, good, isn't he? Good fixtures, powerhouse. My one is a 5.4 midfielder. He's in 1.8% of teams. With a goal and two assists so far. Plus he plays on the right against Norwich's obliging left wing. And um, Watford and Manchester United defence in the next 4-2. I've mentioned Manchester United's defence. They can't keep a clean sheet at the moment. It's of course Andros Townsend. He is my differential. <laughs> now for those going, right, Joe's finally lost it here. Andros Townsend. 1.8% teams, 5.4 midfielder goal and two assists so far i've got a tweet up on the screen from fpl swede um, who i follow a lot on twitter he has pointed out he's got the history very short history of the right wingers versus norwich this season game week one salah one goal two assists three big chances created game week two jesus two assists two big chances created remember that game when he was playing on the wing and we thought wow (laughs) um i thought i thought it was garincha uh, it was incredible. Um, <laughs> game week three, all Brighton. Remember him? A goal, one shot on target. Game week four, Pepe, one assist, three shots on targets, six key passes. Game week four, Saar, two goals, five shots on target, four big chances. This is... So, game week six, Townsend, what's it going to be? I mean, could he be the first one to Carry buck on. this trend? of not getting yeah. any returns and not being in any way impressive? Or is there something about the Norwich left wing that is um, causing this? I mean, I think if you're going to get, um, uh, if you're going to go for a one-week pump, Townsend, I think it's a good option. If you want to go and for a cheaper midfielder, Townsend is a good option. 
my decision this week in terms of Traore replacements is literally between Saar and Andros Townsend. And I never thought Ooh. I would have said that at the beginning of this season. But I do like him. I think I know where I, which one I would go be going with. Um, there's one more thing to add. Um, the Everton penalty situation is currently up in the air. All of their main penalty takers are off the pitch. So it could be Luca Dean. It could be Damari Gray. Because he took one in for Everton in a friendly during the summer. It could be Townsend, who has taken eight in his career. Guess how many he's scored out of those eight? How many? Every single one. Oh, really? 100% records. Could be Rondon. He's also taken eight. Oh, not 100% yeah. though. No, he's missed two. <laughs> oh, no. So, oh. Um, well, we know it won't be Luca Dean because he has to disappoint his his owners every yeah, single week. Yeah. So they might just I, take I, it to uh, listen. Well, I was pointing out on the Capsi video that Everton have a have a funny relationship with it with um, penalty takers. And kindly, the people in the chat pointed out the the midfielder who snatched the ball from Leighton Baines. I couldn't remember was of course Kevin Morales um, stole yeah. the ball off him and then missed. <laughs> and then I believe Charlison has tried that as well off Sigurdsson yes. or Calvert Lewin. Off Calvert Lewin, off Calvert Lewin, yeah. failed, I think, um, and 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 so on. So, if Everton get a penalty, I'll be interested to find it because it um, really could be any of those front three. Yeah, well, it could be. Yeah, I yeah, really do think. It's... I, yeah, I'd love it to be someone completely different now, like Yerry Mina. Yeah, <laughs> it could be, but um, yeah, Andrus Townsend. It could be Decore. Wouldn't that be good? Love it to be the core right now. Let's have a look at Alex's team. Now, Alex is uh, an FPL manager that has finished the top 100. He's doing doing ever so well um, over the seasons, but um, he didn't want to play this season, uh, but he he created his team. So he was faced with just like letting it run its course as a dead team, or um, he said, giving it to us to manage on his behalf. And we've been doing okay. We've been doing okay through a mixture of not doing not doing anything and doing some things so we he got 55 this week um with uh bamford uh in for dcl so we've got some points from there so we did better we didn't we didn't um when you make a transfer and you actually get less points because of the transfer it's bad but we made him points um he's got tony in his side um so the team we've got up at the moment is the team sort of the bus team for game week six um so yeah he's got tony there i thought in my head he had rudiger but he hasn't um um so he did he did reasonably well so he's around the half million mark um and i look at this so he's got he's got backman um or sanchez in goal um i put backman in case he's fit uh, alexander arnold hopefully he's fit Shaw uh, should play uh Sufau. um these are this is great defense he's got salah yeah, fernandez captain i put because i think I think Manchester United gets Villa. Could, Salah could be the captain. One of those two. Um, yeah. which, which do you think? I, I, I just I just don't want Bruno in that team anymore. No, no, oh, no, I no. Mean, but we have got we are we are what we are at the moment. So. We are. Um, yeah, I, th- I think out of the two of them, yeah, you you probably go with the Villa defense. I mean, when you looked at earlier, I think Villa was just below yeah. Brentford, they are, weren't they? they so. are before they are better. But I just think if yeah. we think Ronaldo, they, the team seems to be clicking around Ronaldo. Fernandez has looked good. I think there's going to be points. It's going to be one of those. We'll talk about that later on Twitter. If anyone yeah. has any thoughts, do tweet us about that um, or, or, or leave some comments. But we it, between Salah and Fernandez, yeah. Um, 
Barnes and Traore we have. Um, mm. Barnes, I'm tempted to keep because Leicester's fixtures are better. Yeah. And then we've got Antonio, great fixture. Bamford's reasonable fixture. Tony against Liverpool. And then on the bench, we've got Simakas, uh, Ailing, and Brownhill. I mean, my, my instinct for this is, is Traore out. We got half a million, by the way. So Traore out for Saar okay. or one of those Everton midfielders. Yeah. And I, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking wild card maybe game week eight or nine. Yeah. Not not seven, because he's, he's got a lot of Manchester United and they have good fixtures. I, I think if we are wildcarded in eight, then I think Saar, personally. Yeah. Because I think if, if if he has those lovely two fixtures and then yeah. we can yes. we can wildcard and yeah. get you know choose That's everything else. So I, I think Traore Saar makes sense. Yeah. It was it was between him and Barnes and actually if we're wildcard in eight, we don't need to worry too much about freeing up funds from no. downgrading Barnes. No. So no, so I think I think that that would be a good policy there. But I think it's the captaincy really to decide on. Um, but I'll make yeah. I'll make those moves on on Friday. Um, but I think I think I think this will just truck on um, for a couple of weeks and then mm. and that wild card. So that's going to be um, we might hopefully we'll still be here. I mean, not not that we're going to get sacked, but <laughs> I mean, hopefully we'll we'll be around. I think I've got a week of annual leave, and you might be on leave soon. So yeah, um, um, I'm just looking again at that captaincy. I'm yeah. actually thinking might be better on Salah yeah I'm just okay. thinking if it was if it was Salah versus uh, Ronaldo yes I think go with Ronaldo yeah. but I think Salah versus Bruno I think Salah's maybe the better option yes I, th- I think you could be right there so um, I think I think we might make that change um, yeah. but I think it's ga- yeah game week eight wildcard that's when we can move we can move to Chelsea um, hmm. I think we can get our double Chelsea defence we can we can probably do Ronaldo to Lukaku just get in early on that one and we can we can look at the midfield assess it. We might want some city. We'll know a bit more about them then. Um, and um, yeah, we could be looking at something like a four four two. Or but we've got got things to decide there. I think that would be quite a quite a um, yeah yeah quite a quite a good thing to do. Um, just checking, Andy. Are you still uh, with me? And can you hear me? Yeah, you went a bit funny for a yes, bit. Yes, good, I good. I did. I did notice you were quite still on my screen. Yeah. <laughs> I just wondered. Jesus, is he? asleep or <laughs> um but um uh, yeah so um yeah we've got we've got some things to think about there let's move on to our teams uh here's me for game week six uh raya who uh is playing <laughs> playing liverpool um not um tottenham <laughs> um <laughs> I, I i was sent these to check and they're still they're still the odd ones I mean, there's, there's comes a point where we just put the screen grabs up. It's easier. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Raya uh, against Tottenham. Uh, Alexander-Arnold um, uh, hopefully plays. Christensen, um, I'll take and hope it's a nil-nil. Livermento over Cody. That was my only decision, really, for this week. Uh, I think it's a good decision, I think. I think I, li- I like Livermento. I think he's got attacking threat. Cody hasn't. Mm. Um, so Cody, I'm looking at sort of two to six points. Livermento, who knows? Um, Salah, my vice captain. Jota, another week. Greenwood, another week. Traore, I think I'm going to move on to Saar. Mm-hmm. Antonio, Bamford, Ronaldo as my captain. Um, and I've got Steele, yeah, Cody I've mentioned, Sissoko and Williams. So, yeah, my, my two decisions, Livermento over Cody and Traore out. Um, because I, I just think I'm, Traore is just, I'm going to be stuck with Traore forever if I don't yeah. just make the move even if it costs me a hit in the next two or three weeks down the line somewhere i think it's just it's just a move to do really yeah no, that's fair enough i understand that 
Yeah, okay, let's find your team there. And so, yeah, do you want to take us through your team, who you're captaining, and any transfer plans? Yeah, no, that's fine. I'm going to bring it up on my phone quickly because uh, I haven't quite got it up on the screen yet. Um, yeah, don't look at it on the screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, sign goal against Southampton away. Hopefully, I get a few save points there, but I'm not expecting a clean sheet. Um, Alexander Arnold, Rudiger, and Shaw. I'm actually quite happy with that mm-hmm. at the back. I feel like okay. that's quite strong this week. I feel like that City game could be nil nil, hopefully. So uh, the rest of it looks quite good. I've got Salah as vice captain. Torres is most likely not going to be there because I need to use a transfer yeah. unless I wanted to burn ones because I've got two. So um, I feel like Torres is either going to turn into Rafinha, but if Rafinha's not fit, um, then it'll probably be Sar. Mm-hmm. I probably. I, it's either Saar or someone like Decore if I wanted to free up a few yeah. a bit a few more funds. But I I do like Saar for the next two weeks, so it's not that bad a move. But Rafinha is my preferred option there. Okay. Um, Saka I like this week. I think Homeless Percy could do quite well. Yeah. Uh, then I've got Jota and Traore. Traore, like I said, he's not a, as much a priority for me mm. just because he is playing the minute. So yeah. at least he's going to get me some points. Uh, Ronaldo captaincy, I'm not thinking about too much. Love that fixture, Homeless yeah. Villa. Uh, and then still got Antonio. So Antonio... Uh, away to Leeds. Leeds are leaky. Their defence is ruined. Ailing's now going to be out as well. Um, I think that looks quite good. Obviously, you're playing Libramento, but I don't feel like I've got anybody I can drop uh, to play Libramento personally, although I do like that fixture. Well, I think um, I can I, see a guy you've got to drop is, is Traore, first son. Could be, couldn't it? But uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go with the upside of playing Traore yeah. with his XG, yeah. <laughs> Even though I'm getting rid of Traore and playing Livramento, yeah. When you look at it, you look at your own team, and and you look at and your decision is attacker or defender. Yeah, more more often than not, you get points by going the attacker. I mean, yeah. I, I personally, with my own decisions, I hope that's not the case in this particular case. But um, I do think that yeah, if, you, if you're looking at a choice between a Southampton defender and a Wolves attacker. There, but I don't know, maybe logically, could be this could be a nice 4 4 2. Yeah, usually these players do 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 it when everybody gives up on them, yeah, so. yeah, when I give up on them specifically, yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Hopefully, uh, um, yeah, so, so now I'm feeling good, feeling yeah, good about that, yeah, that's good. Yeah, well, I mean, we both wildcarded recently, so we should be you know, our team should be quite you know flexible and be able to cope with these things. And you just put that in, in practice, really. So you've got you're looking at Torres maybe moving him and you've just listed two options already. No, actually three options, didn't you? Rafina, yeah. Saar, could be one of the Everton midfielders. Yeah. So the, you, you can run away from him very easily and save money. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that that's that's the benefit of, of, of having a wild card that's, that's flexible. Um, so I yeah, hope, hope exactly. others that are wildcarding do, do the same as well. Um, before we go, I want to remind people about the members area that's where we got all those lovely stats from um lots of opta driven data there including the comparison tool as well which is quite useful uh, for these types of 50 50 decisions uh, rate my team and more and the goals imminent table as well uh, do check that out but in the meantime it's a goodbye from me and a goodbye from me goodbye all